This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Hi everyone, Namaste. Welcome to the new episode of Summed Up, the legal podcast. I'm your host, Advocate Saili Ganudapki. In the years of my practice, I've been interacting with a lot of people in the corporate world and seen many changes taking place. One of the positive changes that I have seen in the last decade is that more and more women are following some offbeat path, starting their own ventures and also taking up key roles in organizations. But with increase in the women workforce in the corporate world, the issues faced by them at the workplaces are also brought to notice more often. Sometimes it is subtle, sometimes it's very obvious. Many issues like work-life balance, balancing careers and caring for family need to be dealt with at the personal or family level. However, there are issues that women need to face and deal with at the workplaces as well. The issues like gender discrimination or gender bias, not getting equal treatment at work including equal pay and salaries and The sexual harassment faced at the workplace are some frequently seen and faced issues. All these are serious issues which are not necessarily effectively dealt with at individual or organizational level and therefore the government also has been taking steps to deal with these issues at various levels through different media, through laws, policies as well as awareness campaigns out of these issues safety of women at workplace especially safeguarding them from the sexual harassment at workplace has been a serious concern for a long time there was a supreme court decision in the famous case of vishakha versus state of rajasthan the supreme court for the first time in this case clearly laid what is to be understood by the term sexual harassment and the scope of this term this decision also laid down the responsibilities of the employers to prevent sexual harassment at workplace and the steps they need to take to safeguard the women employees at the work to prevent any instances of sexual harassment from happening and to help the female employees in case such instances do happen however these guidelines were limited also the method to implement these guidelines and more importantly clear requirements as to what exactly needs to be done by the employers as well as various government authorities was not a part of this decision therefore to overcome this gap the central government introduced a new law in 2013 this legislation or law that is introduced is popularly referred to as the posh act or posh law this law covers many different types of workplaces in organized as well as unorganized sectors therefore the protection of this law is available to women working in or even visiting any government organizations companies corporations hospitals and nursing homes sports facilities educational institutes ngos offices 
service providers, workplaces, etc. It also protects the domestic workers. This law has introduced the concept of extended workplace. Therefore, any place visited by an employee arising out of or during the course of work including the transportation provided by the employers is covered in the definition of workplace in some situations even residence of employee can be considered as a workplace especially when these days work from home is a preferred model for both employers as well as employees any woman who is subjected to sexual harassment at any of such workplace can approach the internal committee at that workplace for the remedies under this law it's not sexual harassment only when something extreme like rape or sexual assault happens there can be instances when someone feels uncomfortable because of the words used the touch or gestures of another person sometimes things may start off or appear to start off innocently but end up in some inappropriate behavior workplace sexual harassment is an unwelcome behavior that is sexual in nature the key points in understanding sexual harassment at workplace are one whether it is sexual in nature or not and two whether it was unwelcome or not it's usually analyzed from the perspective of the woman who is at the receiving end of the behavior it's also important to understand that it's the impact and not the intention that matters for example someone may be in a habit of hugging others by way of greeting so their intention may not be wrong but the person who hugs a woman and if the woman is not comfortable with such a way of greeting and gesture it makes her uncomfortable and she does not want to be greeted in that way it will be her perspective that will be considered sexual harassment at workplace can mean many different types of behavior there is a technical legal definition of what amounts to sexual harassment in the posh act which covers physical contact and advances sexually colored remarks demand or request for sexual favors showing any pornographic material or any other unwelcome physical verbal or nonverbal conduct of sexual nature some examples for easier understanding of this term would be teasing related to one's body or appearance making sexually suggestive remarks inappropriate questions about personal sex life sending messages sms or whatsapp messages that have offensive content or language sending or sharing offensive pictures or posters on phone or emails or in person flirting and unwelcome sexual advances any physical contact without the permission of the woman is also considered as sexual harassment as it is unwelcome behavior such contact may be touching holding hands or any other body part even standing too close to someone for no reason that is invasion of the personal space can be considered as sexual harassment in some cases similarly repeated requests for dates asking someone out again and again even if she keeps saying no 
demands for sexual favors and stalking someone is also sexual harassment at workplace another type of sexual harassment faced by women at workplace is when a person in position of authority that is a supervisor manager or boss to whom the woman reports at work uses his or her authority to demand sexual favors employment or work performance related decisions are based on such sexual favors offered by the female employee or threats regarding jobs or performance assessment for saying no to such sexual favors is also considered as sexual harassment the harasser may be a coworker a supervisor a manager employer person working in another department or another branch office harassment by clients or customers is also taken into consideration under the posh law harasser can be a man or a woman in fact person of any gender there are some types of behavior which are considered inherently offensive and harassing but where the actions are not of this nature the second point considered to decide if it's sexual harassment or not is whether that behavior was unwelcome or not when the person at the receiving end does not agree or accept any behavior comment or demand it will be unwelcome whether the woman was in position to understand the action and its effect it's the deciding point in considering whether she consented or not so if a woman is sleeping or unconscious drunk or drugged it will be considered that she was not in a position to give consent not saying no explicitly does not always mean it was acceptable any woman who faces sexual harassment at a workplace can file a complaint with the internal committee that is ic of that organization she need not be an employee of the organization to file the complaint she can be a part timer a temporary or a contract worker she can also be a visitor a client or customer she can be a service provider she can be an intern or even a volunteer every workplace needs to have an internal committee that is ic to look into the complaints for sexual harassment at that workplace the posh law has laid down clear guidelines as to who shall be the members of such committee how the committee shall function the different powers of this committee that the committee will have specially during investigation the procedure for investigation of the complaints of sexual harassment is also well elaborated in this law an organization can always take help of posh law experts to understand how to choose the members of the ic and how to conduct the investigations of complaints by the ic the complaint investigation and decision and all the stages in between are all time bound with the very basic purpose that this remedy is supposed to be a speedy remedy so the complaint has to be filed within 3 months from the date of the incident and the inquiry needs to be completed within 3 months from the date of the written complaint there are always some people who misuse the laws that are created 
for the protection of weaker sections of the society in order to curb misuse of this particular law provision of action against false and malicious complaints is also provided for in this law itself this whole investigation process and the identities of the complainant the respondent as well as the witnesses are to be kept confidential by the ic also the information relating to sexual harassment at workplace is specifically excluded from the right to information there are various responsibilities of an employer under this law the most important is the constitution of the ic if an employer fails to constitute the ic there is a penalty of rupees 50000 in case of repetition of this failure the punishment can be doubled cancellation of business license is also possible if an employer fails to form an ic even though the vishakha judgment was passed way back in 1990s and the legislation came into force in 2013 the recent incident that had the most impact on posh law execution was the me too movement women shared on social media their experiences of being harassed by the male coworkers bosses and other people they came across at the workplaces this movement gave the big push to many of the corporates to be aware about the existence as well as the magnitude of the problem of sexual harassment within their organizations however there are some important differences in the me too movement and the complaints and inquiry under posh law as well as posh policy first of all in case of complaint under posh law there is a time limit there cannot be a posh complaint regarding something in past if it is beyond the permitted timelines also me too is when the complaint is shared with the public at large on social media in case of a posh complaint even though an anonymous complaint is not allowed it's supposed to be a confidential process where identities of both complainant and respondent as well as the witnesses are to be kept secret not only by the ic but also by the complainant respondent as well as the witnesses that is all the parties to this investigation safe workplace is everyone's right so make sure you feel safe at the place you work know about your rights and exercise them when you face any issues keeping quiet does not solve any issue so speak up when you face any sexual harassment at workplace or even when you see any one else suffering from it i'll meet you soon in another episode of summed up make sure you have subscribed to the podcast on epilog media website or your preferred podcast streaming apps in order to know when the next episode is out do rate the podcast as it will help others to find it and let us know your thoughts on our website or you can also dm us on instagram at epilog media stay safe and take care